Hi, we're George and Jess, and after doing a morning radio show together for over a decade, we found our new home on the George and Jess podcast. We are a married couple exploring the ins and outs of balancing kids, marriage, and careers. So join us for adventures in the kitchen, at home, traveling, and more. Pull up a chair, grab a cup of coffee. It's time to get real about life, love, and the world around us. Here's a question for you. If I could take you back throw you in a time machine and take you back to when you were 18 and you were about to graduate, or maybe you had just reached this point in your senior year and you had to set your sights on something that you wanted to pursue and do for the rest of your life. And you had all of the knowledge that you have now at your age, all of that wisdom and all of that foresight, you could see what occupations would be relevant and what they would pay, how rewarding they would be, all of that. If you could go back to that moment and start over with all of the knowledge that you have today, what occupation would you pursue? Oh, my goodness. That's a hard question. The the reason I bring this up, and I I just, it was, it, it was basically, it was something that you and I had talked about, A mutual acquaintance of ours has decided to give up his career early in his career. He's younger and he's going to pursue something that he's passionate about. And it was a very inspiring story for me to hear that. And I was like, you know what? He's figured it out before long. I mean, I would have at my, when I was his age, I would have never been able to do that. Yeah, he under 30. Yeah. Um has always wanted to do something, didn't pursue it. Right. Graduated, got a degree, got a job. Isn't happy, decided like I'm going to do it. I know what I want to do. It's within reach and I'm going to do it. You know what I like about that? That's a young person who's part of the great resignation. Mhm. He's decided, you know what? I'm going to do something that I want to do. And don't you think that that's, that what stops a lot of people is that they feel like it's too late? Yeah, I, I do. I, I think that a lot of young people uh, have bought into the old thought pattern. And I was just having this discussion with a Gen Z the other day. <laughs> and, you know, because there's still a lot of people like your father, Mm-hmm. And my mm-hmm. father were both along the lines is this is what you got to do because you'll make this much money. And it'll be a great steady mm-hmm. job and blah, 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 blah. And, and that that's not jiving with a lot of the younger generation. And through the pandemic, a lot of other people that weren't part of that younger generation also figured that out when it came time to go back to a job that was just chewing up their life Mm -hmm. is all it was doing. That's all that in America specifically. And I hear this from uh, a lot of people that have spent time working and traveling, you know, extensively, right? Mm -hmm. They say, we are all about the job and the money and it consumes our life. And specifically people in Europe look at us like we're crazy. I don't blame them. I don't blame them either. I don't blame them either. They, they're just like, you guys have got to learn to get your priorities straight, mm-hmm. right? But I think it it kind of goes along with um, 
that like consumption society that we have. And there's no bigger. Right. You're than, constantly right. being sold that you need to buy more. Right. And so you need to make more. Get a bigger so you house. Need to work harder. Get a nicer car. Yeah. Right. It's just that. Yeah. Like yeah. this is what success right. looks like. And it's always things. Right. I know. And so then you have to work harder and get a better job and make more money so you can buy more stuff and have a bigger house and prove to everyone that you're successful. We've had this conversation like a lot now. And now having said all of this and knowing everything that we do now today and everything we've experienced, including that couple of years when we all went through the pandemic, if you could go back knowing Mm -hmm. everything that you know now, and where the world would be in 2022, about to head into 2023, is there something that you would do different? Oh man, I I would I would say that I am proud of younger me for standing up to my parents a little bit because they wanted me to pursue a degree in finance. My a lot of my family are right, bankers, right, right, um, and that was kind of their dream for me. Right. Right. And I was like, absolutely not. I hate numbers. That sounds terrible. And I went my own path and got a broadcast degree. Right. So I'm proud of younger me for standing up and doing what I wanted to do at the time. Now with the knowledge and experience and wisdom that I have now, what would I do? I don't know. I I'm feeling like this kind of made up job in my head where I would like become sort of a mental health professional, but do like speaking engagements sure, and like writing and seminars and and things like that, because I do like speaking and I do like being on stage, but I really more and more I'm feeling called to help people. And I just think of like my own mental health and those people, the people around me. And I think that might be what I would do on the spot. Sure. That's what's coming to me. I think that I would take all of the knowledge that I have learned in almost three decades of broadcast. Mm -hmm. And I would have rather than be 18 and go like, I don't know what I want to do. I would have engaged it. And I would have taken all of that knowledge and advice I got from some of the very good people along the way. And I would have just, probably pursued it in a little different manner. Now you can hear one of the best quotes I've ever heard was you can't hope for a better past. Right. right? So it, what happened happened, but I would, I, I don't regret my career in radio. I, you know, there's days I look back on it and I'm like, my God, I was, how lucky was I to do that? Right. Absolutely. It was, I, I, I felt really good about it. And I was like, I, I, every day when I got up, I mean, there was, there was tough times, but it was fun. You know, it was fun. And when you get up in the morning, it wasn't fun at the end. No, but it, it was for, like, the, for right. the majority, the majority of the of time, it, right. it was fun. It was most fun. Of yeah. the time. And I enjoyed it. And uh, we, you know, I enjoyed building ad campaigns, being the production guy for all those years and and helping clients and watching small businesses grow and helping them and and just doing all of the things we did when it was relevant. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I'm glad that today that we were smart enough to see that that was ending and to follow another path. Mm -hmm. Right. So I can still do it. Right. And I would have pursued 
and built a home studio much sooner. Yeah. But, you know, when when I was uh, in my 20s and I was doing FM rock, that was not a priority for me. No. My priority, I was doing drive home three to seven. Your priority was... Fighting yeah. for your right to party. Yeah, that's exactly what I did. <laughs> and I had a good time, a couple of decades uh-huh. uh, from what I can remember anyways. So I, I don't necessarily regret it, but there is one occupation that always stands out in my mind. And every time I encounter one of these individuals, I'm like, I would have given that a serious thought now. Okay. And that's, and I bring this up to you all the time and that's, and it, as much as you don't think I have the temperament for it, I would have I would have considered teaching because every time I encounter teachers like I just earlier this week, I went and had uh, lunch with Clara at her school. She's in kindergarten and you can you know sign in and go and go to the lunchroom with them and sit down and have lunch. So there I was with a whole pile of kindergartners and the later grade schools started to pile in throughout the hour, you know, but I just watching the teachers and whenever I see them and meet them and talk to them and see how they interact on all levels, by the Uh way, all through school, I thought what a fulfilling job. Uh And, and I, I cannot think in our society of a job more important. Absolutely. And I cannot say enough about them. I mean, they're just fantastic. And it's, I, I think to myself, I'm like, God, you want to talk about making a difference, right? Think of the opportunity that they have every day to make an impact on young people. And then to see these kids grow, like I, you know, I, I think of like, you know, the kindergarten teachers that run into their students when they're seniors and they're about to graduate. Mm You know, oh, yeah. and to see that and then to see them become young adults and have families of their own. I mean, I just think that's a very fulfilling job and you have such an opportunity to make a, a, an incredible impact mm-hmm. on these young people's lives because you are going to be one of the most influential people that they will ever come across. And I think specifically at a, at the early ages, I really believe that I just... And I just think that it is one of the greatest callings there is out there. I think you could have the temperament to do that. I don't know. I, I, think I, you I, could. I don't know I, that, but I just really, I mean, I, and the, that's what always makes me think of that. When I, whenever I encounter teachers, I'm like, God, you are an incredible individual and this is awesome. I know they are. They, they are. really are. It's amazing. And like I'm just thinking of the kids as teachers and Clara's only had a couple um, but Noah's every single one of every them has single been one. Fantastic. And then like you, you meet them at, you know, teacher conferences and like the school picnic and what, whatnot. And you're like, you are going to be one of those teachers that will like remember down, you know, oh, yeah, w- right. when he's in high school and when he's in college and right. like, that's you, you, you have the opportunity like 27 times over every year to do I know. that. And as frustrating as it is for them some days. Absolutely. Right? Yeah, and, and they're burned is. out. You, yeah, I know. Exhausted. They do. And, and I think that I'm, I'm a firm believer that they should be some of the highest paid people mm-hmm. in our communities. And they're not, which drives me bonkers. And when I hear people talk about not investing in education and calling it a black hole and things like that. And I'm like, well, that's not the attitude to no. have. Let's fix the problems. Right. 
And it, cause you want to know what's not the problem, the teachers. It's not. And that's why, um, with the election coming up in yeah. just a few days, like I know. pay attention if Absolutely. you have local races that are going to impact your, your public education, which we do locally. Uh, and we have some fantastic individuals that are running for school mm-hmm. board. That's why it's important that you get out and vote, vote. right? But back to our original topic, yeah. I, I, for me, if it wasn't broadcasting, I would have loved to be a teacher. If money and time and life were no object or like a barrier, would you consider going back to school? No, it's it's just, it's not, I'm at a point now where I just think that it's, that ship has sailed, right? I mean, I've got got 30 years in and I really enjoy what I'm doing, right? Yeah, that's why I asked. But I, 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 I can tell you this. They're all better people than me. <laughs> I mean, they just are. So, but having said that, I, I enjoy conversation with them and doing anything I can to help them out. Mm-hmm. And I just, uh, I, I just can't say enough about them. And I don't know. I can't really put my finger on it. But whenever I encounter them, I just feel better about everything. They restore my faith yeah. in the human condition. They do, and I'm like. My God, you know, every time you look around, because this world is driven by so much greed. Yeah, I was just going to say, do you think else. it's because like they're doing it for the for the love of it and for the passion and for the kids? You know, I, yeah, you know, and they deserve to be compensated. Make no, I'm not making any bones Absolutely. about that. They deserve to be. I mean, again, I, I'm a hundred percent on their side. They need to. They need to be, make way more money. They deserve it. Without it, not, not even a question. And uh, people need to look, when they structure those union contracts, they, they deserve everything they're asking mm-hmm. for. They really do. And uh, I, I, there's something about the whole, the whole thing, though. I just was, whenever, whenever I go to any of the kids' schools, when, 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 you, when you and I were doing our morning show together and we would go out and, and, and meet teachers and we would make appearances with classes to read or whatever, I, again, because I'm gonna, I'm gonna just be honest with this. The business that we were in was all about making money. Sure, that's they well, didn't. Well, they, I know a lot of businesses are, but they didn't care about anything else. Despite what they what they tell you, it was the entertainment industry in general is is just some of the greediest. And I mean, it can be a dirty business, right? Sure. So that's and. The, I chose to be in broadcast, and that's part of the game, right? It's the entertainment industry. But I think seeing people who are actually making a difference and meeting them and spending time with them is, again, very reassuring Mm -hmm. (laughs) that there's much better people out there. And I just, again, I cannot say enough about the teachers that we have met that have been, you know, you know, influential people in our children's lives. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. It's just, I'm like, how do we keep getting this lucky? Cause I, I don't know. I are just they feel all like, like they're that? all like that. I mean, it was just cause when we went to small towns, even uh-huh. when we would go out to venture out, we did a, uh, some programs that involved reading and all these other things. And whenever we would meet the teachers, I would be like, my God, what a, what a ref- breath of fresh air Seriously. after being locked in a building with salespeople. <laughs> 
and radio management and all of I mean, I understand they have to make money. That's the pressure's on, right? Because the guy's in the ivory tower. That's all that matters to them. But I, you would meet, I would meet these teachers. I was like, oh my God, that again, like I said, restoring my faith in the human condition. Like, so that's why I, going back, if I'd have been smart enough and I'd have had the temperament and I would have had the calling, that would have been an occupation I would have taken a, a hard, long look at. Teaching was on my short list. When was it? I, yeah, it was. Wow. Um, I wanted to be like an English teacher because I'm real. You are good. I'm real good at grammar. You are, you are good at grammar. Um, but that was on my short list. I obviously didn't do it, but I have had the opportunity with my job to spend some time in the local colleges. Sure. Speaking to college students, which is different than your experience, but similar because you know it's, it's, yeah. it's still in education. It's just yeah. with older kids right. um, and professors versus like the, the teachers. Um, but I find myself, and I don't know if it's because I'm like really a nerd at heart, but I'm like, I would really like to take this class. I think this sounds interesting. <laughs> Like I would go back to school if like life was, you know, if the stars aligned, if life allowed, I would go back to school. And what would you study? I love learning. Um, Like when, when your dad was still alive and he took classes at the community Community college, College. right. He just wanted to learn history. I loved hearing him talk about that and he would meet the college students and and he would chat with them and he loved it because yeah. he just loved learning. He loved history. He aced literally 4-0. Can you imagine? All, well, he knew so much. But he, can you imagine being in class with your dad? That would have been epic. He was a very well-read man. So he he knew a lot and he enjoyed conversation. I he suppose that's character. that's where I that's where I got Absolutely. that from my right? talking. So I, I always appreciate people who love learning. And I don't know what I would study for I mean without like really well, searching my soul for that answer. The reason why well, I'm surprised that you have not brought up your initial uh, love and passion. Well, what you thought it was anyways, and that was fashion. And I still love fashion. Yeah, I know you do because I of all still- the stuff that you do now. Now, knowing what you do now, like the influence with social media yeah. and, and the avenues that a lot of people have taken and made themselves very successful. Mm-hmm. I mean, we, we didn't know 20 years ago that that platform would even be there. Absolutely. I mean, I mean you don't barely the internet. Then. Right, right. Exactly. But I, I think knowing what I know now and the competitiveness of that industry and just some of the practices, I don't think that would be for me. I love fashion. Does it have anything to do with the, uh, like like the the eating disorders. It's, and it's all some of that. that. It's um, the treatment of workers um, in the manufacturing side of fashion, yeah. which is really dark. It's very dark. It's very dark. It's some of the environmental impact of the yeah. the consumption. Um, it does have a it does have an ugly head that rears itself. It definitely every now does. And, then, yeah. and so I feel like n- knowing all of that and kind of spending time in my life now learning about that. If we're going back and I have all the knowledge and wisdom that I have now, I will always love fashion, but sure. I don't think that that would be it. Well, you like, and also what, what have you ever considered yourself being like a fitness instructor? Because as long as I've known you, you've loved that. I have, I have, I have actually thought about that several times, yeah. like yoga or Pilates or something like that. That's something that you know. could still do. That's something that I could do. Yeah. Yeah. 
I don't know. I'm feeling like if I was going to do something else, I would want to be something that helped people in some way, whether it was like a, a holistic healing, like a massage or acupuncture or Reiki or yoga or something like that. Right. Which all of those are within reach. Sure. I mean, that would be something I could yeah. do, but I don't know. The Again, do I was recently having a, a conversation with some, uh, some Gen Z. Oh, gotta love them. And you know, it's good to have a few of them filtering back into my life because when we lost Michaela, Michaela and Kelsey, we, we called them our, our millennials. They were our millennials. And that was well, you know, pre pandemic. And whenever I would have a question about what, you know, that generation was thinking about and what, what, what was going on, I would go get them both at the front yeah. desk and I would talk to them and then, <laughs> and then we lost them. The pandemic, they just, they, well, their jobs were eliminated. I swear that one of the biggest missed opportunities that the company we worked for ever made was not giving them a show together. Oh my God. It would have been, it would have been bomb. I was like, you have these Absolutely. two girls, one answering the phone and one behind a computer, like right. put them behind a microphone right. and let them be themselves. A hundred percent. They were epic. They were so awesome. They were great. So recently I've had the chance to encounter uh, even younger now, about a decade younger than that, believe it or not, which is crazy. Not quite a decade, but it's the my first uh, foray into the Gen Z world. Mm -hmm. And I'm one thing I find about them is they think about this. They're not, they're not so apt to run out and just do what dad and mom tell no. them is going to be the, the best career move. And they're not letting life happen to them. No. Like they are taking an active role at a young age. Yeah. Which is how things are going to change. And they, you know, they're, they're into travel. They're into a, a much more of a work-life balance, mm -hmm. right? They're not as concerned about the big house and multiple cars and a vacation home. I'm not kidding. It's, it's yeah. when I talk to them, the more and more I'm like, and they're serious about this. They've, and good for them. They've figured it out, yep. right? They're going to enjoy the life that they live and not just kind of, you know, grind and think about it. It's just, they're not out to make as much money as they possibly can and then just die. Right. Right. That's exactly what mo a lot of people do, mm -hmm. especially past generations. Mm -hmm. Right. That's it. I just want to make as much, as much as I can. And, and I want to die with more than anybody else has, which what, what good is that? Can't take it you got, with you. You got nothing, right? You got nothing. So I often think about that. And, and I think as long, and we've talked about this, it plays into the health and wellness, you know, that, that, that I call it a movement. People are going to live longer, mm -hmm. right? And they're going to be in a different physical and mental state as we, as we move forward. I was just telling uh, uh, some young people about this the other day and they were asking about, interested about our career. Mm -hmm. And I said, we were, you know, when I came, when I started doing this, the, the main demo was 25 to 54, that age group. And I said, it's, that's outdated. Whenever I hear that and I hear somebody use that now, I'm like, my God, that's outdated. I would say that is more now, you're looking at more of 25 to minimum, minimum 64, Probably wow. closer to 70. That's your target demo because those people now well through their 50s and 60s right. and into their 70s are as active 
at as big a consumer as anybody. Right. A lot of them are still working. Yeah. A lot of them are traveling, yeah, still, still buying, yeah. still consuming. They're they're doing. I mean, they're they're just doing all the things that you know people 20, 30 years younger than them were doing decades yeah. ago. 50 and, is different now. 60 is different now yeah. than it was. It's when, not even a question. So they look at it and, and they understand that. And they're like, you know, I got this whole life in front of me. You know, I don't want to waste it. And mm-hmm. I like that. Mm-hmm. I, I do like too. That. And I, I, as much as people like to begrudge them, Gen Z. Yeah, well, I don't. Not us. Um, but I think that millennials specifically are looking at Gen Z yeah. and trying to figure out how to make their lives that they're in now more like Gen Z's fit into that, that mold, just kind of that thought process of like, well, I've done everything this way to this point. It's not too late. And it's not too late. Right. And like, how do I, you know, even if you have a house and some cars and some kids and like, you know, how do I make those changes in my life to be more flexible and consume less and not, you know, work till I'm 75 and then enjoy life for 10 years? If your whole focus is to make as much money you can as you can until your mid 60s or mid 70s, you're going to lose you're you're in, you won't have life. You'll never figure life. But out. I don't think people, even in my generation, are are thinking like that. I think we're just thinking like we have to make this much money just to to survive right, right. this life that we have. Right. Oh, not like I'm not throwing a bunch in the bank and, think, and sitting on it for a rainy day. Like it's just kind of. I think that there's the the mindset now is no longer I'm going to work this many years, then I'm going to have a retirement account. People, including the younger generation now, are looking for something fulfilling that they can do lifelong. Mm-hmm. That way they're not, they don't ha- even have to worry about that. Yeah. They, I still encourage them to save, right? Sure. And, and do yes. what you can or in, and invest in a home, right? Because that's, that's equity, right? Stuff like that. But they're not thinking, okay, I'm, I'm, you know, pedal to the metal till I'm 65. Right. That, that countdown th- to retirement. That thought process is over because those people, by the time they get to that age, most of them are burned out and just they hate life. Yeah, I'm oh, not yeah. kidding. I it's have just, an aunt who just retired from. Um, she was a, an educator, um, and I was like, I think I'm having a midlife crisis. Yeah, <laughs> and she was like, You're not having a midlife not, crisis. No. I think you're just examining your life and the meaning of life. And some people do that later. Some people do it younger. She said, it seems like young people are doing it very young. She's like, I think that's what you're doing. You're just examining the meaning of your life. Well, one thing that I hear from a lot of the younger people now is I want to travel more and, and adventure. Mm -hmm. Right. And I'm like, do it. Yeah. Don't, you will never, ever regret that ever because the people when if that just go right to work and they work their whole lives and they just working in that corporate grind, they'll look back and wish they had. Oh yeah. Right. So if you have the itch for adventure and to travel and to go do things and not settle down necessarily and buy the house and get married and have kids, then go do it. Right. Don't tell your parents we said that. Though. Yeah. But I'm just telling you, <laughs> but I think specifically, you know, with the life that they've got in front of them, Get it out of your system. Enjoy life. Go just do 
the things that you want to do. Then you won't have a midlife crisis. Then you won't have one. (laughs) So the reason I keep bringing this up is because I think there's going to be a lot of people over. And I think 2023 is going to be a big year because the pandemic's officially over. A lot of people got launched back into their corporate grind, Mm -hmm. right? And life is back to normal now. It is. Nobody's worried, despite what the people that are hanging on, nobody's worried about the pandemic anymore. It's over, okay? Doesn't matter if it's still out there. I know that it's still circulating. You can get the vaccine, blah, 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 blah. But the society is not going to worry about that anymore. Well, we're not going to You can't make it. Stop again. Well, we, yeah, well, you, no kidding. Like <laughs> we, we did. Yeah, that was a... Uh, you know, and in hindsight, nobody knew at the time, but you know, that, that's, that's gone. Never, it's not happening anymore. So I think a lot of people have now come back to reality mm-hmm. and they're like, I don't like my reality mm-hmm. so I can change it. Yeah. And they're not as fearful to do so because there's a lot of people doing it. Yeah. And that, um, is a realization people are having that like, yeah. I can change my reality. So Ask, I mean, I would, I would tell people this, if you're thinking about that, ask yourself with all of the knowledge that you have today, bring yourself back to a point in your life when you were going to make a career decision mm-hmm. and perhaps you can make that same decision today. It's not too late. It's not too late. It's not too late at any age. I actually follow a guy on social media that was in the Los Angeles area in his mid sixties, dropped everything. <laughs> sold it all and he wanted to do fashion right did he took took a trip to italy for about six months no way learned a lot he's back in la he has a very successful boutique store that he he, he you know how he started he he would he stopped uh started by purchasing used garments and then refurbishing them that's so cool and then he brought that and then he so that's what he would do and then he would give him a new look and it would be somewhat eccentric but he had his own yes. style and everybody thought he was crazy. So he started doing that in L.A. Then he realized he wanted to take it to the next uh-huh. level. And he had a handful of clients that would regularly see him. So he went to Italy and he learned for about six months. He got a, he got a job over there and he learned some things. He came back. And now his business is picking up to the point where he's going to have to hire help. No way. And his, it's taken off. I need to follow this person. And in his mid-60s, he's oh. living a lifelong dream. That's amazing. It's incredible, right? And I like the way he did it. Like I said, like by taking used garments that were probably going to wind up being trashed, refurbishing them, giving them a new look. Yes. And then selling them. Oh, there's so much good in that story. But he, what he wanted to do that he did not know how to was the original cut. So he, that's why he went to learn. Isn't that great? What a great story. And that's just some odd occupation. You know, it's just like, and he's just like, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to do this. Have you ever thought about like selling everything? (laughs) Not asking for a friend. No, you know, I, has it ever just like ran across your mind and you're like, what was that? Yes. Because I, you know, (laughs) because, because in theory you could, yeah, and you could relocate and you could do something your life would change right yeah. you know but you you never know right but yes i i have thought about that there was a few points even during the pan- pandemic when i was like you know what what if we just ditch all this yeah sell it you know and then 
whatever investments we've got and just relocate and start someplace where we really want to be doing something that we really want to do and just have faith. I know it sounds, it sounds insane. And when I, when I think about it, I'm like in my head telling myself, like, you need to pump the brakes like right. that you are almost 40 <laughs> years old. You have a good job. You have a family. You sound crazy. Right. And then I'm like, do I really sound crazy? Like with, like with, I know because I mean, I know people that have not, not gone off the grid, but they've moved out, have little hobby farms, gardens. They, I mean, that, that, that type of thing has become very popular. I know. I'm like, could I just like get a goat and write poetry? <laughs> I don't know. Get a goat and write poetry. That's a whole nother show. All right. Again, we are going to get some cooler weather. You wouldn't believe in Southern Minnesota here. We've been in the seventies approaching 80, right? At points here. So if if you need to update your winter wardrobe, because we are going to need it. Yes. We are going to need it. I was just recently up at Jay Long. So I'm having Aaron in this week. Can you talk about that soft shirt that you bought? It's, uh, it is the brand is he's going to kill me. It has slipped my mind. I'll look it up on their website. So you can, you can actually shop on jlungs.com now. Yes. Um, I think it's, I think it's Dakota Grizzly. Does that, does that sound right? I'm looking it up, but jlungs.com, you can shop for um, anything they have in the store they have online, which is, is fairly new. Um, But it is like the softest. I bought a, a couple of pieces. Shirt I've ever felt. And you came to an event. I was already there working and you came to this event and I was like, I can't stop touching your shirt. Everybody it's loves so it. So soft. And it's like a fleece kind of. Yeah, it's not a shacket. It fits better than that. Yeah, it's like a fitted shacket. But it's incredibly soft. And uh you can I it almost God help me, because it's not, but it almost has like a cashmere feel to it. It's yeah. that soft, literally. It kind of does have that and feel, I, I, but it's I bought a pullover. Extremely soft. It's it's Dakota Grizzly. Yeah, and a bot the brand. Um, you can get it at J Long's. It's super soft and like so good. I tell women this all the time. I kind of want to buy one. Right. Well, you can. There's a ton of them up there. I might buy one. But Dakota Grizzly, great gift ideas, and it's relatively affordable as well. And it's gifting time. It is. Like it's it's November, so it's fair to like we we thought out Mariah Carey and it's time. Right. When women when women tell me I can't get my husband to wear nice clothes, I said, here's what you need to do. Go up, see the guys at J Long's, buy him a real nice one like go get one of those Dakota Grizzlies Mm. and give it to gift it as a holiday gift. I guarantee you he puts that on and he wears it He'll be up there buying more. Yeah. I guarantee it. I'll be like, oh, clothes it's, that fit and feel good and are comfortable. And I, and Where I, do I get more? Yeah, I got some of the uh, new Miz in Maine too. And I grabbed some uh, Cloud, which is the shoes. Everybody loves the shoes, but uh, they also have great uh, athleisure yeah. as well. So they've got all kinds of cool stuff coming in. And it's like they're just inundated with. And the great thing about Aaron and Matt is. If you want, they have all the stuff you'd expect and you want, but they also have cool items that are like hot on the East and West coast right now that will normally take a year or two to work their way into the Midwest. They think ahead. They're cutting it. And they always have that available as well. So I'm telling you, they're on top of it. So I'm going to actually have a chat with Aaron here later this week. We'll have to get that discussion up on our uh, webpage as well. So be watching for it. It'll be a great one. On that note, have yourself a fantastic day. We'll be back with you tomorrow morning.